0: If you smell what the rock is cooking. The
1: rock says, The rock, The rock, The rock says. And welcome back to Sunslip Flip Radio, a podcast about the art and sport, professional wrestling. I'm your co host, Thomas Lisi. And always joined by Alex Drayton. Alex, what is up today on a Friday night?
2: Tom, what's going on, man? I, I just got goosebumps. I got chills right now. I, I just feel very electrified.
1: Oh, I feel very electrified too. And we are doing this on Friday, July
2: 10th. It's the 10th. It's the 10th. Um, if we do this long enough, we can actually do this and watch SmackDown at the same time. Yeah, we could. That's likely.
1: Um, we would have to watch it on mute, which is kind of... Good, because we don't have to hear Michael Cole's
2: annoying voice. Or, if, oh, I mean, or then you should just listen to the sound, because then the new day will bother you.
1: Oh, God. And Shinsuke and Cesaro do have a tag team title match they, tonight. They do. They so do. my whole goal is not to look at my phone after 8 o'clock, because I feel like it's going to be the first match of the night, too.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. So, I'm about it, though.
1: From the ginormous entrance of probably one of the greatest theme songs of all time
2: of all time (laughs) for
1: anybody that lives under a rock (laughs) no pun intended right um this episode is going to be called the most electrifying podcast in sports entertainment because we are talking about the most electrifying superstar in sports entertainment history dwayne johnson aka the rock
2: Ooh, that's right that is right
1: (laughs) now we touched about the rock last week in our um from one era to another episode and we talked about how he debuted in the new generation era but he really didn't get to his peak until the attitude era and leading you know into the peaking? ruthless again <laughs> you know when I'm peaking we spent a half an hour before we were supposed to record at 6.30 today right it's, right, it's 7.03 yeah. because or so, yeah 7.03 because it took us a half an hour to figure out volume control because and if I'm peaking. Yeah. <laughs> because when we bought these microphones, we didn't realize that they're actually pretty powerful. <laughs> right.
0: They can hear a fart
2: by like yeah, 6 no. feet across the room. <laughs> I can hear
1: Christine banging pans downstairs, but through the walls, we're pretty swishing safe. Swishing around
2: uh, vegetables <laughs> to yes. be on the grill. Yes,
1: on today's episode of What Is Christine Cooking? Uh, two weeks ago, it we was corn <laughs> on the cob. This week, Alex walks in. And she's marinating vegetables in a Ziploc bag. So. Yeah, and she's like getting it too. She's like she's getting in like there. She's juggling. like she's swishing around the broccoli and she the looks like uh, onions.
2: What was his name? Jesus with the bowling ball. Yes, and, in the Big Lebowski. And Big Lebowski. That's what she was doing with the fucking yes. veggies.
1: Yes. Um
2: Tom was like licking his lips and shit. I was like, <laughs> I probably should
1: go. You know, he actually came at the wrong time. I should have told him seven o'clock instead of six thirty. Right.
2: Everybody comes at the wrong time. <laughs> yes.
1: Um so again, uh last I'm week Um peaking. peaking. Uh thank you to everyone that watched on Facebook Live last week. We are making strides.
2: We should just think our wives yeah. are <laughs> I mean no,
1: we actually had more people. We I had know. about seven or eight. We had a couple questions and Jay. then Jay. <laughs> I think he was drunk when he was talking about Yokozuna and King Mabel for some reason. I mean, that's fine with me. I don't care. Or normal. Yeah, drunk or normal, but that's good. Um, we appreciate you watching and listening to all the podcasts. Um, you know, we're we're getting up there, so I think we're doing a pretty good job. And we're going to be releasing a. Um, another facebook live show but we're it, it's gonna hit. be
2: we're a huge hit at the retirement homes yes <laughs> they play this instead of bingo yes i
1: play this in the kitchen all the time and everyone looks at me like what is this that's all i'm like just just <laughs> do listen. you really yeah i do oh shit i that's play it awesome, at work
2: though. um steve shout out to steve. <laughs> shout out steve that guy can like drink his face off and then drive, home <laughs> drive home. with a reckless abandon <laughs> he,
1: steve my buddy steve he's the kind of guy that can drink 10 beers and just like Irish goodbye you after like four shots and just not tell you that he's leaving. Here, all right. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. So and he like, lives up the street. He lives like, yeah, he lives in Howl like on top of a hill. So like no one knows where he lives. It's kind of like a hidden house in the street oh and he invested in 16 ounce white claws. And that's like his new thing. But we're not talking about my friend, Steve or marinating vegetables or anything like that. We're four and a half minutes in. We haven't even talked about the great one. The so, great. One. So we are here to talk about the great one, the rock. Who was the 1A in the Attitude Era next to Stone Cold? And he really made his name during the Attitude Era involved to be one of the greatest in ring, not just in ring performers, but the greatest personality, okay. I would say, in wrestling history. Yeah. And now he doesn't even wrestle, but now we're going to get into this later. He is actually the highest paid actor in Hollywood.
2: He's our Schwarzenegger from a different time period. Absolutely. You know I mean?
1: He's the highest paid actor. Yep. And he's. A lot of his range is... He's doing action movies. He's A doing A lot of his range.
2: <laughs> his <laughs> and you range. need to describe his only... <laughs> I mean, well, he's, I mean did... he's done comedies, too. I mean, he's he's done, done
1: comedies, like The Game Plan, one of his first movies. Game Plan. Uh, Jumanji. Um, Jumanji. What else? Um,
2: uh, Central Intelligence yes. with uh, Kevin Hart, who's his like best bud. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but we're going to talk about... it. now he
2: even does... Now he ventured from acting. Now he's making... A small batch of tequila, which I own about four bottles yes, of. Yes, I
1: got you one for your birthday. It's gone.
2: Good. No, yeah, it's gone.
1: And now he's doing TV shows, the Titan Games. So like his, and he's on Ballers. Yeah. So and that was daughters wrestling. So like we're gonna talk about all that stuff, but it's just crazy how much, how much like he's in there. Like his hands yeah. are in the pot of everything.
2: But in a positive way, yes. Too, because in a we can talk way. about a lot of other people who have transitioned, and it's just they've done a one eighty from what you thought they were doing to you know they're probably drug druggies or whatever now oh, yeah. you know it's, it's yeah. so talking about positivity you know his <clears throat> excuse me his brand seven buck productions mm-hmm. it's something he's always talked about is uh he started his career with just seven dollars in his pocket and just driving and going to you know meeting the town and going from show to show
1: yeah and then you know he started at the college or university in Miami. Mm-hmm. He was a phenomenal football player. He got in some trouble on the field, got ejected out of a couple games, and instead of following with a football career of his, he decided to go towards the path of his father. Right. Now, his father, Rock, of the, his, father, his family, yeah. his father, Rocky Johnson, he was the first um, African American tag team champion That's with correct. Tony Atlas, right? So he has a lineage of wrestlers. Right. He's part of what I call and his grandfather, uh, High Chief Peter Maivia. Yes. Now we're going to talk about the Samoan bloodlines because oh, again, a, that's like, an episode and a half. Yeah, man. like that's Alex, a big family tree. You know a lot more of me about like a lot more about The Rock than I do because I know he's one of your favorite wrestlers. But like, look at his family. Like we'll talk about his family now. You have his father's Rocky Johnson, yep. right? His grandfather's High Chief Peter Maivia. He's cousins with Roman Reigns, the Usos. Nia Jax, Rikishi. Tamina, Rikishi, Umaga, um, the Head Shrinkers, which was kind of, uh, which was...
2: Yeah, um, Bafa and Sika, Yeah,
1: but Head Shrinkers, part of it was Rikishi. Right. So, it's crazy to know that. All this all these great wrestlers are coming from one family. It's yeah. kinda ridiculous. Like Man, you look it's at a, wrestling family well known
2: family too. This is like the equivalent of like the Corleone family. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like in that sense where the Samoan bloodline is so um It it means so much to wrestling Mm -hmm. and for it to continue now with, I believe, his daughter who's training at the PC. Yes, she is an NXT developmental wrestler. I think she's like 17, 18 now. Yeah, she's 18, 19.
1: Did you ever see the video of him visiting the Performance Center
2: with her there? I did. Um, I don't know. I think it was a WWE thing they put up or I seen it on Twitter and and whatever. It It was was pretty cool. It was It was. Gave me goosebumps. Because, first
1: of all, he walks in, and everyone's like, oh, my God. It's Yo,
2: this big shit. Yeah, and then, I, I'll tell you what. He is my favorite of all time. Now,
1: explain. To, now, we were just talking about this before we started. Like, the Undertaker episode, to me, the Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, it's just, it, he he holds a special place in yeah. my r- little wrestling heart, I guess you can say. Um, just because he was a larger-than-life character who... Next to Hulk Hogan, I looked up to while watching wrestling. Right now, the tides have turned a little bit. Don't get me wrong; I'm a huge Rock fan. I love The Rock. I loved them when I was in the Attitude era. I still do. But you are a huge Rock fan. You're wearing the Rock shirt. You got the Rock sweatpants on and everything. Yeah, everything. So, so tell me why, or not just jacket. me, but tell everybody why, why The Rock means a lot to you.
2: Well, so when when I think about like The Rock his career and like wrestling in general. He was one of the first superstars that I can just remember. He just always made me laugh, and we'll touch about uh on his promos. Oh, uh, we're going to talk a lot about his promos. Classic. But this, yeah. That, it, uh, everything's off the top. Everything, you know, it might be a little, like, outlandish and stuff, but it was just always was fitting of his character. But when I think of The Rock, like, I, I legit get goosebumps because I want to meet that guy. You know, they That's tell you to never meet your heroes, but, like, this guy, I in you know, knock on wood can't do anything bad. He's just a good person and like yeah. I appreciate that. So I appreciate it more now as an adult, seeing what he's doing. He's just a businessman. He hustles. He cares about the small person and where he's come from. Yeah. And not forgetting where you came from means a lot to me. Uh, I can't speak for the next person, but like, you know, I came from humble beginnings and, you know, I'm moving my way up slowly and surely. And like it means a lot Like right now Talking to you Like I'm, You got the goosebumps I got goosebumps And a little emotional Just because like He means a lot to me I think it's just like A, a role model Sort of deal Yeah
1: And the same way About The Undertaker And right. it, it, it's really right. hard To explain Because Everybody thinks That wrestling is, is fake It's it's scripted entertainment but Right the, When right. the personality It's it's like an actor right
2: exactly like yes.
1: when everybody gets emotional about actors performances it's because they're doing their job they're acting they oh beca- yeah they become a larger if than you life feel person
2: angry at that person for whatever character they're portraying they're a bad guy yeah if you don't get behind the underdog or whatever like they're not doing their job telling their stories as actors it works the same way in wrestling it does and that's why i think the rock speaks volumes to me yeah, I mean, um, people call it. He's just the best. He yeah. he literally is the great one. Yeah, he eyes, is. Yeah, know?
1: and like people call wrestling like, oh, you know, you watch wrestling, you know, it's like one big soap opera. You know what? I don't give a shit. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It 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 makes me happy. I love watching There's it.
2: There's so much shit going on in the world and yeah. what we all deal with on a on a day by day basis that like we can just watch something and come out of you know just be taken away and whisked away into, like, I don't want to say a fantasy, but, like, You know something else? It breaks up the monotony of life.
1: Yeah, because like right now we can't watch the Yankees versus the Red Sox. No, we can't watch the Giants getting ready for. I'm dying for sports. Yeah,
2: and thank God there's wrestling. Yeah,
1: because again, wrestling to me is a sport. I don't. I mean, I'll argue that with anybody to the day. The fact that these guys are literally, yes, it's scripted entertainment. So they're following a script of the program, but the action is real. Right. They're really falling. They're really hurting themselves. They're really bleeding. They're really separating their shoulders and getting injuries. It's a sport. You do
2: two things in wrestling. You learn how to fall mm-hmm. and you learn how to protect the other person. Yes. Everything else is in the middle. Absolutely. Those are the bases. That's your two jobs. That's Learning it. how to fall. That's And it. making
1: sure the other person doesn't get hurt. Correct. And, you know, after that, you're branching off of promos, you're branching off of entrances, right. ring attire.
2: That's the the core. That's yeah. the heart. That's the core, yeah. And going back to The Rock, like I think why he means so much to me is like growing up is like he was one of the first superstars i seen when i went to uh was the continental airlines arena to go watch i think it was smackdown i seen first before i seen raw um me but too. like he he i think he brings a lot because it was a time where me and my father we bonded a lot and it had to do with wrestling and um i think that's why it kind of matters more to me uh his character in particular because Absolutely. he reminds me of my father but we just got you know he kind of put me on to it a little bit and then you know now i'm here doing a fucking podcast every week
1: <laughs> and like the cool thing about the rock like i'll bring it his up his
2: style his, his yeah it's like, just like his charisma that's the best word and that's the word that they use a lot
1: even though like right now he's not wrestling but i wish he did though yeah i mean i i follow the guy on instagram me and oh yeah 500 million other I know, people i know. And like he posts, but I want to
2: think he sees me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I want to do a live video and like click like the little button that says, "Um, you know, ask the Rock to." You ever see that like on Instagram? You can like ask the person to join you in the video. Or oh, whatever. of
2: course! Like you can, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like I wouldn't if... know what to do. I would legit be speechless. I'd be like, dude. Yeah, oh, like
1: oh. I, yeah, like like if I saw the Rock, if I saw Stone Cold, if I saw the Undertaker walking down the street. First of all... After I I clean my pants. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, I'm like a a 10-year-old girl screaming, but I wouldn't know what to say because their personality... Like, those three guys I just mentioned, The Undertaker, Rock and Stone Cold, their personalities are so big in and out of the ring. Larger than life. And, like, it's... I can't even think of what I would say. I'm getting, like... Normally, I know what to say during this time, but, like, if you ask me right now... Like Will
2: Ferrell said, I I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like... (laughs) If I saw the Undertaker walking down the street to me, the first thing I would say is, holy shit, like, you're my idol. Yeah. And then man. I would just ask him a random question about, like, a match, like, like, how to feel to throw McFoley off a cage. All right, bye.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> not not that he hasn't been asked that 50 million I know. times. Yeah. But like, still, it's like, you know, oh, it just gets you. And, like, for us to have these re- reactions, that's what it means. That's what wrestling as a whole means to us. Absolutely. It's like for us. Uh, do I get? I mean, if I met like people on sports teams, I don't think I, if I met somebody on sports teams, maybe a couple people Mariano and Jeter. I'm yeah. a Yankees fan. I know you're a Red Sox fan, Tom. Like
1: I met David Ortiz. Ooh. I got his autograph. Oh, big poppy. Yeah. yeah I mean, Ooh, I, we,
2: you must have had a big Dominican <laughs> big love. Big Dominican love. I met him in
1: 2001. Anybody? Alex just had an impersonation of Keenan Thompson from, S, from Saturday Night Live. I highly suggest if you're a Red Sox fan I don't know if anybody is listening but if you are you should look it up it's hilarious but I met David Ortiz in 2001 so like again he's a larger than life personality but Dave, like 2001 yeah
2: was he on the twins then
1: no no 2002 first uh, year of the Red Sox okay yeah um shit sure. yeah like wrestling I can say this I mean I'm gonna talk for you cause I know it's, I know you're gonna say yes but wrestling for both of us trumps any sport
2: you damn right
1: trumps any hobby, mm-hmm. like I, I can watch wrestling twenty four seven. I can say that one hundred percent comfortably, comfortably.
2: Yeah, every time I've come over, there's always something else yeah. on the television. I'm yeah. watching
1: some random paper. You're like, when you walked in, I was watching the 1999 oh, Armageddon, yeah. which had the famous six way. um Hell in a cell match and the famous Rock promo, I did it. Oh, I did it dude. for the Rock.
2: Why didn't you let that play? <laughs>
1: no, it wasn't the promo. It was the promo in Raw though, the week before. Oh, yes. But it was that match. Right, right. I did it for the Rock. Oh, should I be long wearing I, fatty? I, I did it for the people. For the people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's just a little snippet of. Oh, I mean, we're gonna God. spend a lot of time talking about the Rock promos because we're gonna we're gonna bring up some promos and talk about how. Those promos kind of changed wrestling.
2: That's all he was was one big promo. I mean, you know, wrestling aside, because oh, he was a great wrestler he too. He was a great wrestler, phenomenal wrestler. But um, it was it was the promos. I think in in the character of The Rock mm-hmm. was what drew so many eyes. Yeah, and it, it's just you know he was on SNL. Oh my god, Every three time, times, four remember times. Remember when he was dressed up as the monkey? Yes. Oh, well, and spit he... the apple out, dude. Back then man wrestling was on top
1: no like remember when he hosted snl he was actually wrestling yes yes and mick foley the big show triple, triple h, h, h the all yep. made cameos Correct. but like At since the then if you think about it john cena hosted it once but john cena did it when he was kind of in and out yeah so like when we talked about how hulk hogan hosted uh, hosted snl um last week and we talked about how he was on the cover of sports Illustrated, the rock was the same mm-hmm. the same kind of He had the charisma. He had the build. And the cool thing about The Rock that I, what I, what I love about him is, like, when I watch his videos on Instagram and, like, I see his cheat meals, I see him making cocktails with his... Yeah, he's making fucking pancakes at, like, (laughs) one in the morning. He's making, like, eight-layer brioche peanut butter French toast and all this stuff. Yeah, that was, like, Sunday. Yeah, Yeah. Sunday cheat day. But, like... Like he can go from cooking breakfast, making I mean, I don't know if it's him cooking or maybe I mean I'm, I'm sure he has a personal chef and all he he's, he's, I mean, worth he's a making lot of money. pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> do you like pancakes, Tom? <laughs> I do like pancakes. Um but like he's Do you he, like
2: pie, Jillian?
1: <laughs> he he's or given Lillian? Lillian. He's given tutorials about how to make drinks. He's talking about his style, he's talking about his new headphones, he's talking about his new sneakers. He's showing out he's showing everyone how much he can deadlift. Like the guy is just with
2: this fucking huge with the
1: chains, chains on, on. Oh yeah it's like God. the guy is a larger than life presence still yeah. to this day and he's not even wrestling right now think about it; he's not making movies right now he's chilling with his wife yeah. and his two kids he's making money out tequila he's making money on tequila but and like
2: project rock shirt which i guess i help support yeah
1: <laughs> but like he is just a larger than life guy out of the ring then and that's yeah. That's the thing that you don't see a lot of from wrestlers anymore. I think you see it from Stone Cold because Stone Cold has his own show on the USA. He has his own podcast. He has his mm-hmm. own his show beer. on the network. His beer. You know, The Undertaker. I think you're going to slowly see that a little bit from him. He he. Undertaker is more of the he closet looked, yeah, quiet client. guy. Um, will I see him on a WWE show again? Yeah. Will I see him hosting a show on television? No. No, no way. But like, you know, like look at Kane. Kane's the he's the mayor
2: of Knox County right
1: yeah like Mm -hmm. Kane's a mayor like it's crazy but like think about where the rock started right like you said seven bucks Mm -hmm. right he caught the eye of I believe it was Pat Patterson something like Jim Ross he was down in Memphis yeah and I mean the name Dwayne Johnson, right?
2: It, it automatically got him a foot in the door. Absolutely. Oh. I mean,
1: because think about it. He's, and all those
2: promos. Uh, what is that? Ninety-six Survivor Series, right? Was he made his debut? Was that? Was that when he made his de- debut? Yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah, it was so part of a uh, eight-man leading, tag. Yeah. Yeah, which was a into which was
1: a perfect place to set him up because all the focus isn't on him. He Correct. has his time in the ring, so he knows how to carry himself, and he like you know whether he had a hot tag or whatever it was. That set to be, like, when they when they had Kurt Angle debut, mm-hmm. it was in a singles match. That was great because the guy just won a gold medal. Yeah. Right? Not many people know about Rocky Mayavia. Now, it's Rocky Mayavia. People find out that he's Rocky Johnson's son. And, they, like you said, that got his foot in the door. Right. But, you know, he had to work his way up. And I think that him having that last name did get him in, like you said. Yeah. Because think about it. He's five, six years old hanging out with his dad at the shows yeah there's videos and videos of him
2: uh like ringside one of these pay-per-views one of the old ones it could be a wrestlemania where you see him in this you know uh in the crowd and stuff so yeah
1: so when he debuts his gimmick is like
2: they call him the <clears throat> excuse me the blue chipper yeah because he had all this like fringe on yeah i remember very that. uh Polynesian mm-hmm. kind of fringe, crazy and, hair, crazy hair, curly at the
1: curly, thigh. like shaved around the sides with like a like a mop on his head. Yeah, and, and then like, um, you can tell yeah. it's very no no Brahma bull tattoo. Nope, nothing. There, yeah, like again another name like we just dropped the Brahma bull. Um, no tattoos, just like a stereotypical face, like coming oh, in always smiling. Yeah, always smiling, using both hands to tag fans on the way down to the ring. Um, and he does garner a lot of success early doing, you know, small one-on-ones and raw with a couple jobbers and some smaller mid card guys. And then he becomes intercontinental champion.
2: Yeah. And um, I don't think people liked his push. No. So this is where, you know, then he gets hurt.
1: Yes. Now, when he got hurt was the big thing.
2: Yeah. Because around that time that he got hurt, you know, the fans were drawing ire. Similar to Roman reigns, go figure he's Samoan too, ironically, same family, right, so he feels like he was being pushed up uh, on fans, so people you know people don't like being told what they should be liking, you know what I mean It's just nature, so people started to really dislike his character and he's smiling in the ring, and people are booing him, and the classic die rocky die I never heard that.
1: I mean I mean I heard it but like you never heard it before. Oh, oh no. Oh no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Again, transitioning Correct. to a new era. Thank you. Now, the spokesperson for that era, stone cold. Right. Who is the complete opposite of what Rocky Maivia stands for, of who he is. Mm-hmm. So on and so on. The fans who were gorning more of the heel-slash-tough-guy face, Yes, which was what Stone Cold was. Right,
2: that rebellious personality. Yeah.
1: They're going to boo a happy-go-lucky guy. Think about it. So yeah. many wrestlers...
2: They're booing because they think it's corny. Yeah.
1: yeah, think about it. So many wrestlers had to change the way they acted in the ring in this era. Not yes. just The Rock, not just Stone Cold. Triple H, he, he came from he being the blue him. blood yep, the blue to blood. being a crotch-chopping... Playing practical jokes, guy with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, he's he becomes the face of DX. It seems like maybe seventy to seventy five percent of wrestlers had to have a not like an alter ego with their gimmick, but like they had to a rebirth, express a different a different way of doing things with their gimmick. And the Rock is a great example because after the Rock gets hurt, he he comes. Well, after Rocky Maivia gets hurt, he comes back as the Rock now great heel yeah right yeah aligns himself with the nation of domination I
2: remember when he did that and he just stood middle of the ring threw the the fist up and so did they and yeah was, that was a moment like now it's, since we're reminiscing it's just like i'm thinking about it and it's so fresh in my mind oh yeah like i feel like it was yesterday his it silky shirts this, oh, they were the best. They, the were, the, they were the gold and the gold circles
1: shirt. and the black shirts. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the sunglasses. They're
2: starting the... to like sell stuff like that again. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's
1: like here's the thing that's so like I'm not gonna buy it, but no no, 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 no. Like it's funny because like kids these days, like when, at work, like kids are wearing like normal clothes like during the whole COVID thing. Like they're wearing like Metallica shirts. Really? Why yeah. are they wearing normal clothes? Because. Um, everything was, like, shut down, so, like, when we would do deliveries, they would, like, wear normal stuff, but, like, everyone was wearing, like, Metallica shirts, and, like, band shirts, like, right. Aussie shirts. I'm like, oh, you're a Metallica fan? Like, oh, no, I just like the shirt. Yeah, because so it's, like, it's <laughs> part of pop culture. But, like, like here's you, the thing, though. You gotta
2: take off the, like, uh, you ever see, uh, <laughs> um, uh, a wedding singer? Of you course. I'll take off my Van Halen t-shirt before you <laughs> jinx the band and they Don't break Don't strangle up. me with your microphone cord.
1: <laughs> but... Like, The Rock back then, like, that was just who he was. He loved, like, the silky shirts and the black shoes right. and the, the loafers on. He right. come, He grows the sideburns out, like, the infamous sideburns that yeah. I mean, he lost towards the second half of his career. Right, as the but rest like, of his hairline yeah, started like, to receive. Yeah, the infamous Elvis sideburns, and he had, like, the, the jet black hair and the bright black sunglasses. And just all of a sudden, he just starts wearing gold. Yeah. Like, he starts investing in, like, a gold company. He's wearing that much gold.
2: Gold shirt, black pants, and... Smooth shoes. Yeah, but now a lady gate is on, baby.
1: <laughs> the way that the WWF aligned him with the Nation of Domination was so smart. Yeah, because the Nation of Domination will go down as probably one of the most underrated stables of all time. Because look at who they had in their stable—they had Farouk, aka Ron Simmons, who was the veteran. He had such su- su- success as in WCW, right? He was the first African American World Heavyweight Champion. Correct. He comes to WWF. He has a really bad gimmick. Where did you ever see his first gimmick as Farouk? He was wearing like a silver helmet. Was
0: it was it like silver. A tr- or it was blue.
1: A blue it was like a Trojan outfit. Yes. He had a silver one too. But you align him as the leader. Yeah, which he is very like smart. A yeah, because <laughs> we never saw something like that before. In the no. in, you know and that that kind of program, with, uh, that kind of group, Americans. Too, yeah, the African I mean? Americans. So this is um,
2: the tide where it's turning here. Yeah,
1: because yeah, but, again, like. There were African Americans in wrestling, but like you had Coco Beware, you had Ahmed Johnson, like that's pretty much all I can remember. Uh, well, you like know, Farouk well, and everybody, but like this is the first time like you saw a lot more in the Attitude Era, yeah, which is yeah. great. And they're getting you know, and they're and, you know, and the group that they formed was something that we never saw before, but it was so. It was such a cutting edge, they built distinctly strong, great, too. strong group. That's why they're one of the greatest, in my yeah. opinion, one of the most underrated um, stables of all time. So you have Delo Brown, who's like Delo, who comes in like he was wearing like tuxedos to be like suits to beginning in the beginning, and you bring in Mark Henry, who's like the powerhouse, who's a young, gr- very green wrestler of some. This Somehow, was, like the Rock,
2: this was Mark Henry after he was wearing all that red, white, and blue yeah. shit. Yeah.
1: So, and then you bring in Kama, another veteran, mm-hmm. and then AKA Owen, Papa Shango. Owen wasn't with the Rock though, right? No. Owen was, was with after. Farouk. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the Rock, you have Kama. you have Mark Henry, D'Lo, and you have the leader Farouk. It's a great stable, mm-hmm. and some of the most memorable moments were with DX. And they had such like oh, such great God, wars. I know, I know, I know we talked about. It, I'm not, I'm going not going to talk this, about it. But you know, we had yeah. a last. We talked about it last week. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it again. Um, but just but they did, just the they programs. Had, yeah,
2: they definitely had some wars. Some great pay per view matches. Mm-hmm. And um, now no, when they no,
1: dressed no. up like DX, that was kind of funny. When The Rock was Triple H. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part is. The Rock dresses up as Triple H, but he's dressing like The Rock. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. like the that's like the funny part. It about works
2: it. that way, and the we other know way. It don't work the other yeah, way. Yeah, we're not right. going to talk about
1: it. We mentioned it last week. Right. We're not going to talk about it. But um, and that was also great for The Rock to be in that kind of group because he's not in the forefront. He's building his way up to be that person. And that was in. Nice, he's getting practice.
2: Yes, that was a nice touch. That if you're a big fan, you you've seen that that uh evolution of where the rock was coming in and everybody starts to like him they're not listening to Farouk a little bit and now the rock is the he's not officially like the leader but he's assuming that role and healing off a little bit more oh yeah like and, there and was Faruk can't take it
1: oh yeah now what they did was smart. Was like when Farouk was giving some promos, like you can see the Rock like shrugging his shoulders, were rolling his eyes. Yes, that was yep. the, that was yeah the slow... when he rolled
2: his eyes. I remember that he's like nah. yeah.
1: That was the slow <laughs> yep. build up for this huge explosion. Correct. He's buying the Rolexes for for some reason. Like and this is getting Farouk pissed see off. The table
2: of three that they had on WWE, yeah, Newark, where they With bought, D-Lo. where they bought uh he the Rock wasn't on it, but he bought everybody Rolexes. Except for uh Farouk. Yeah. And it was just an autographed picture of himself. And those guys in life were just as tight as they were back they then. They are. They still are. Yes. All of them.
1: Like when I was when I was um
2: But they're like, Oh, Dwayne, they, you know, they call him yeah, Dwayne. They call him Dwayne. Like, you know, or Rocky. Rocky. He Mark so Henry calls him Rocky. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh like when, when Mark Henry was on the podcast with Stone Cold on the network, like he talked about Rocky like he was his best friend who just talked to yesterday. Yeah. You know, that and that's still great because I feel like the rock part of him, I mean, yeah, he's a Hollywood guy, but he'll always have that wrestling in his heart. He's st- he always will. Yeah. Um
2: that's why I want to see him just give me one more match. One more match. I just yeah. you know why? Because I just want to hear the somebody hit that theme song. Yeah. Oh, and God. so I can like run through a wall. Yeah.
1: It's like you hear the glass shatter, you hear if you smell what the rock is cooking. Like, when when he first garnered that...
2: Yeah, and let's talk... now. Like, where
1: did that come from?
2: It's the evolution of the persona. I mean, like, his catchphrase... So, catchphrases, right? He's the king of catchphrases. He's the king of catchphrases (laughs) because I think before that had to just be Hogan.
1: Yeah, Stone Cold. Stone Cold said so. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Stone
2: Cold only had, like a few the rock or, it was just like everything or, yeah yeah that's annoying that, that, that's annoying and, and that it was, worked for then and now It just that it's was
1: at annoying. the end of this kind of era in yeah. wwf but the rock and the i think king says he catch- regrets
2: that but and and the rock is king of catch- absolutely so right. like because everything that we you know some people will talk about it's a part of lexicon uh pop culture People just, they might not even know wrestling, but they'll shout a catchphrase out Absolutely, because it, they've heard it somewhere. It's its on television. It's in movies. You
1: know how many times people say woo? Like, again, like, woo? Oh, is, yeah. I mean, that's probably the biggest catchphrase because that's, everybody knows woo.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Migos. Yeah. You know, Ric Flair is literally friends with all three of the Migos. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that's That's stupid. crazy. Yeah. But, so,
1: Rocks in the Nation. He gets the IC belt. Before they change it to the ugly attitude one. I hated that one. Like the oval the black belt. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, The purple yeah. one? You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. It was ugly. Um, so the writing's on the wall. It's time for Farouk to get taken out. Right. Right. The way they did it was very smart. Have the Rock do it. Rock establishes himself as the leader. Yeah. So and that now, makes sense. That's yeah. a
2: classic story. Yeah. You know, like you've seen that before.
1: Right there. At that moment, because McMahon's hands are so much in the pot of creative and booking, he knows that he has a superstar in his oh, hands. Oh, yeah, boy. He that was his first real test, right when when he's driving in the when he's driving town to town with DLo and Mark and Godfather, he's talking about I am going to say this, I am going to say this to Austin mm-hmm. tonight, I am going to say it to mankind tonight, I am going to do this, this, and this. And Mark Henry saying everything that the guy said, he did, <laughs> right. Everything that he said he did. Yeah. Because he had that passion for the industry, which comes from his father. It's the mm-hmm. whole the whole
2: family, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So McMahon knows And that his he, mom
2: would be at ringside a lot too. Yeah. You know, his mom is like the glue. Absolutely. The backbone of that yeah. family.
1: McMahon knows what he has. He's not stupid. Very smart to completely dismember or dismember the nation. Mm. Because now he's on the air with the rock. Right, so, The Rock leaves the nation, right?
2: This and then is then they like branch off and do their own. thing. Yeah, which is yeah. you
1: know, D'Lo Brown becomes a single star European champion. Right. Um, he had that for
2: about for Mark a while. Mark Henry went into sexual chocolate. Oh, that was great. Remember his thing song? It was like, oh, yeah, it was like <laughs> Barry White.
1: He he just comes out like tight black spandex, like chocolate written across. Yeah, like yeah, his, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. His uh, like chocolate. His, you know, it was the top of a singlet, and he he has great programs at May Young, and you know, China. Like think about it, everybody in that nation, you as, went on to something as something a different. result of breaking them up, as a reward, you got belts, you got mm-hmm. great gimmicks like the Godfather, the acolytes, everybody. Like right. they all did a really good job, which was really
2: good because
1: like, I can't
2: I can't think of, and I can't even say DX to be honest with you, uh, other than maybe Evolution anybody who's ever gotten so much out of being in a faction and then going your separate ways and you got X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean?
1: I was watching DX the other day and
2: I'm looking at this
1: and I'm like, all right, you got the Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They're cool. I can't stand X-Pac. I don't know (laughs) about you, but like to me, I just see him as annoying, as a stupid character. I just never thought he was good. Right? So, like, and, like, I just hate the fact that he was, like, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's, like, he has to come on TV, like, every fucking year. I don't know why I'm just spitting that out. It's totally Sean, random. Sean Walton hate. <laughs> it is. He joins the wall. Um, But you're right about the nation. Like, they all had great success after the the group ended.
2: And they're African American. I mean, I, I don't want to keep harping on that, but, you know, you, you being a wrestling fan, you, you yeah. know... That they didn't have, they weren't presented with too many opportunities. Not really before and after. And, Seriously. And now today, I mean today, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, champ.
1: look at Keith Lee, Kofi, Ricochet, Cedric uh, Co- Alexander. Don't get, don't get me started on Kofi, Bob, dude. We were Bobby there. Bobby Lashley was cried. Bobby Lashley, like there's a lot of great African American wrestlers, and yeah. a big, a big thing about that was they probably viewed Farouk, they probably viewed The Rock as being like their heroes right which and was now, great
2: and you know sometimes the lines get blurred so sometimes I believe The Rock was the first WWE champion
1: for what first African American yeah yeah
2: yeah and people are like well he's Samoan or, and whatever well he's half and half so yeah, like, just he's give te- it to te- him technically you know what he's, I mean? so, he's half
1: Samoan half African American right yeah um but that was really good to see honestly yeah. um and the fact that he he jumped right into the title picture.
2: Oh yeah, he did because, but because remember, Michaels is out. Still right when the Intercontinental, this is on the.
1: Are we talking? We're we talking about World or Intercontinental?
2: We're talking about Intercontinental okay. right now. So this is this is the twilight of the Intercontinental Championship, meaning what it used to mean oh yeah which was that next step him and triple
1: h had great wars with it correct back and forth
2: exchanging that and then they would go on to exchange uh heavyweight championships you know back and forth um but this was like one of the last jumping off points when you had this belt because i gotta say after that i can't remember anybody else who held it then went on to become um world heavyweight champion that it mattered to most you know what i mean
1: the only person that I would say, in my opinion, is Chris Benoit. Mm, maybe a little taste of Jericho in there,
2: but like, yeah, again. but they're outliers because they're like Jericho is on a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think Jericho, on his namesake alone and what he was building and who he was, got him over to that point instead of the belt. Yeah, and this was, I think, the last one of the last times we're talking about The Rock. Now yeah. is where the belt on top of The Rock be. Coming into his own, mm-hmm. help make him for the next stage.
1: Well, if you look at the Intercontinental Belt, the history of it, when everybody says, "Can you name the the three greatest Intercontinental champions of all time?" You're gonna say Macho Man, right? You're gonna say, in my opinion, Mr. Perfect. I don't want to say the Honky Tonk Man because he really didn't wrestle a lot with it. He, a lot of his, but Deep like dude, if if you look at yeah. wrestling, like if you just look at the whole wrestling aspect. You got Bret Hart, you got The Rock, you got Triple H. Now, it stops there. Yeah. Right? And Michaels, I guess, but... Yeah. yeah. Michaels and Razor. That's 95 Michaels and Razor. The Rock Triple H is 98, 99. Yeah. So, for 21 years, right? In
2: 97. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, 21 to 23 years, the belt really didn't mean much. Correct. And today, it definitely don't mean shit. That's, like, the lineage of how great that belt... That belt was made for people that knew how to work... That can go the it distance. It was a workhorse championship. It was a workhorse championship. Like the now, I'll give Miz credit. He's kind of he kind of brought it back a little
2: bit. Oh yeah, give because, him the credit. He's because deserves because of his promos that
1: he talked about the belt. He talked Correct. about the, the lineage of it, who had it, why it means so special to him. Right, right. He's and probably glad,
2: and I'm glad he went and he said what he said he's because probably, it needed yeah. to be said. Yeah, and he is a great Intercontinental Champion, So, Yeah, put him on on that list. He yeah, and absolutely. A, you know, wrestling aside, it is also for other reasons because. He made it what we wanted it to come back to be, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, they shit on that. Yeah, like like him, like when
1: him and Dolph Ziggler went go went back and forth, that was great. But like before that, when like the Mizdow days, that was yeah, great. Like before that, when you had champions like when Drew McIntyre had it, like I didn't care. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't care when all these guys had it. I cared, and I cared about it the most when Macho had it, when The Rock had it, when Bret Hart had it, and when The Miz had it. So, like, for The for The Rock and Triple H to have these confrontations, two out of three falls, steel cage matches, ladder matches with this belt, it's because they're backing it up because it's deserved to be backed up about. right. And when The Rock eventually fades away from the IC belt, McMahon knows that he has something in his hands, like I said before. He has to put right. him into the WWF title picture. Now, remember with this time,
2: we have the corporation coming. The into corporation
1: black. coming, right? He joins forces, <coughs> forces with McMahon.
2: So here's 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 where it gets really fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. All these belt exchanges at this time ninety late ninety seven through let's say <clears throat> mid part of ninety nine, and there's a lot going on in between the that time period. There's so many switching of hands and people heel face and in a group out of a group there's a lot of moving parts right so like lineage gets like you you really have to like fucking wikipedia this to to find out oh yeah he did have it and then you'll look right underneath he lost it like two hours later like it's just so weird even with the heavyweight championship same thing back and forth back and forth rock austin triple h and mankind Mankind, undertaker uh, kane had it you know fucking vince mcmahon had it he did
1: You know, like Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble to win the belt. And
2: all those guys were involved in like what I want to say is like the same fucking program all at once in different ways because they used to tell stories. But throughout the night on Raw and I guess Smackdown, too, because Smackdown came at like ninety nine
1: named after the rock.
2: Right. Exactly. (laughs) He got a show named after him. (laughs) Yeah. And a term, I believe Smackdown was nobody ever called fucking shit Smackdown. No.
1: And we're going to talk about that very soon.
2: Right. But um, you know, so all the shit was going on, and it was just oh man, it was hard to keep up. But it, it helped everybody, and they were all involved. This is when they could tell stories and connect every fucking single piece together. Why did I see this guy backstage? He's a jobber. Oh, he had something to do. Two two skits later, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like this is also the Vince Russo era too. So it's yeah, like, oh. now. I crazy. think everything
1: that you just said was because they were in a different era. Yeah. So I think what the fans and I think what Vince wanted was more of a change with stuff. I I feel like he thought fans were getting bored with some stuff because if you look at the Golden Era and the New Generation era, it was a it was a time where the champions had the belt for a long time. Yeah. Granted, there weren't as much programming to change the belts, but mm-hmm. like to get people's attention and to get you know wrestling talked about more, that's why he did that, I and think. And now
2: people are, and, and at that, that time, people are tuning into the ratings for Raw were like 4.00 whatever. Ridiculous. Like millions.
1: Ridiculous, man. The millions and, and millions. millions of Rocks fans. right So he gets placed into the WWF title picture, and he's aligned with Stone Cold. Right. Yes. You have your top face going now against your top heel. Rock becomes Rock instantly becomes a top heel.
2: Right. And they're moving merch and they're pushing merch toys. now. It's like
1: like oh, the Rock's getting booed heavily, which he should, which is right. But like, you, and the he,
2: more he gets booed, the better he, he got. Is. Yes. The better it was. Like you are fueling him. Hmm and he was and this is also at a time where everybody pretty much had like a blank piece of paper and mm-hmm. write yourself off the top of your head off the top of your head
1: granted there were writers to give you kind of a synopsis of what you're supposed to say
2: yeah it gave me the gist yeah
1: know? like i want you to say this about stone cold right. but that's it everything else you're going to do right and that's what made it so special it's not like the pg era where i got hollywood writers and i got yeah. You know, writers now that are quitting, they're leaving, Ready, they're staying, yeah. they're fired. Fred Edwards, Jr. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like, the
2: writers they're there only four or five months, and then it's just like a new group of but people. But yeah,
1: back in the day the writers stayed for a long time. Oh yeah. Because they knew what they had in their hands. It's like
2: working on television. Yeah. yeah.
1: So like now, like the rock, top heel, he's got the Brahma Bull tattoo. He's got he's dripping in the gold, he's doing great promos. He's, he's a champion. He's life, man. Right. He's a champion. Now I have to take the belt of Stone Cold. He's
2: on the cover of TV Guide. Absolutely, Hand man. And Stone Cold. Doesn't I think know. it was a four. I, I had all four of at one point. It was Stone Cold The Rock. I think The Undertaker was on it. And the female, like Sable, maybe? Or? Yeah, there might have been a woman on yeah. it. So yeah. So
1: Stone Cold's hurt, mm-hmm. right? And now the next big grudge is with Mankind. Now. Oh, are we going to the I Quit match? Yeah (laughs) But a couple of things Did you know Like when The Rock always wore Speedo tights You know that right Mm -hmm. You know when he wore like that black Like Cut off shirt for a while Yeah You know why he wore that
2: Something about steroids or
1: something He got implants Pec implants He got pectoral implants And there's a match where You can tell because he's taped up Mm. Like you can see the tape on underneath his pectoral muscles. And I read about that. That oh, sure. that he so like during this time he's wrestling in like this silky pants, silky shirt combo. And that's because he had oh. he had pectoral implants. This was, the man- this was against mankind. mankind. Now they have great matches. They have the infamous I quit match at Royal Rumble where he didn't actually say I quit. Right. But, he piped it in. Yeah. yeah. They played it. And like, like yeah. if you watch if anyone's ever watched the movie Beyond the Mat that movie is it was very rough like after they talk about Terry Funk and Jake the Snake there's a big part about it where they're talking about Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. His family's
2: there too right? Yeah
1: his family and the setting is the 1998 Royal Rumble where they have that infamous match Right. and Mick Foley's handcuffed he's taking chair shot after chair shot after chair shot. Unprotected. Yeah wasn't there like in the spot where he got like sent through a table and there's like it, like exploded like electric thing like you know what i mean
2: maybe but like all his matches kind of run together because they were so like over the top yeah and things like there was always some sort of stip
1: yeah and like that was an... and then another great match do you remember the super bowl halftime show match i do halftime heat yeah halftime heat empty arena mm-hmm. just a rocket so cool. i mean the rocket the mankind wrestling yep I mean, later on...
2: Those were good. Those drew a lot of people. Fuck yeah. A lot of fans. I would iTunes yeah. and they did that for a couple of years. They tried bringing it back a year or two ago.
1: Yeah, the NXT one. That was actually a really good match. Yeah. um, But... Like, The Rock and Mankind had phenomenal matches. And and Mankind took the belt off The Rock on Raw. Yeah, he did. That was... And that was a big When he thing. gets carried out. And, right. then, and, you know, you kind of feel bad for Mick Foley because the and reason... he lost it the next night, yeah. right? Yeah. The pop that Austin got took... I think the credit for Mankind went in the belt. Because that's when Stone Cold came back. He hits The Rock with a chair. Foley wins. So, what's The Rock doing now? I mean, The Rock's staying in title contention. But now, The Rock's out of the corporation. Mm -hmm. Right? Now he's becoming a face. When he becomes a face... Here comes the T-shirts. Here comes the catchphrases. Here comes the promos. Here now this com- is.
2: Here comes the merch. I had the merch. So my <laughs> shirt, I bought it at a stand in Mammoth Mall. The shirt would fucking talk. You hit the button, it said like two things, and and one of them was, "Do you smell what the rock is cooking?" Yeah. And I forget what. Oh, jabroni, jabroni. <laughs> we we how do we skip over fucking jabroni? Well now
1: now now we're at the part of this podcast where this is just promo city. Oh yeah. Now like. If I can pick... The, the Jabroni beaten Pie eaten, eaten, trailblazing, trailblazing. Eyebrow raisin, The Rock's hands down at that time the greatest promo guy with the most catch phrases, You know? Yeah. All right. Just and then
2: he's already coming out with the guitar yeah. later on and doing the Heartbreak Hotel. And, Let, let's just go back and forth. Cause like, the Smackdown Hotel. That's what Yeah. Is.
1: Let's just go back and forth. Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Jabroni Drive. Um, do you like pie? Do you like pie? Um, know, know Your Role know shut your mouth boulevard like mm-hmm. the millions
2: and millions
1: of rocks fans it doesn't matter what you do like you right. know like, it, that, oh, you God, know, come, like on. come on like the guy is just he he's like a greatest hits album right. of just catchphrases and memorable moments now and
2: you know what to me it never got old it didn't it never got old like Stone because Cold, he found a different way to do it
1: like that's the bottom line because stone cold said so you can tell that kind of faded out at the end and oh, now yeah. it's big because if he ever shows up he'll say it and then everyone will go nuts
2: yeah but now he's just a fucking pony a dog yeah and a pony show you Yeah, know, they just trot him out there for selling and pop in a quick rating yeah like what they were doing with uh uh hulk hogan in recent years right before oh, they God. you know kind of wipe him off the, the mat they don't really yeah talk he, about yeah him. i don't, don't like, want
1: to uh, he's done you know, you, you know, we always said, when you do a Hulk Hogan podcast, I don't want to do one. You don't want
2: to do it. It's
1: just, it's, I, I don't want to do it because I feel like everything I said about him, we said last week in the, uh, from one era to another. Yeah. Like if we, if we had a Hulk Hogan podcast, it would be like this. I like Hulk Hogan because hey. I liked him when I was a kid. Right. He won the belt. He lost. His ego got big. He got the WCW. Turn heel. Ratings war. Ego got big. Came back. Huge pop. Done. Like, it's not, to made me... A, made a sex tape. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went to TNA made like, a sex tape. Like, to me, like, like when we talk about episodes, like, The Rock and The Undertaker and Macho Man, they were large in life personalities. That's so much more than just a catchphrase and so much yeah. more just the matches that they had. And, like, for The Rock on his promos to be so dynamic and to be so so much different than everybody else... Like look at that time for promos. You had The Rock, right? The Rock. You had Stone Cold, and you had DX. Three different kinds of promos. Mm-hmm.
2: And you had Jericho in there. Now right. comes Jericho,
1: right. right? Oh man, the Chris Jericho Rock and we, and we talked segment about this last week too was the Rock was the perfect guy to be in the ring when the countdown to the millennium happened.
2: Absolutely, I could not picture that being as. Huge as it was, yeah. a momentum changer. If it wasn't anybody but The Rock in that ring doing the promo oh, against Jericho,
1: like when when Jericho just just goes off for like five minutes and The Rock just stands there and he's like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just I, never, I was like 13, just laughing. Right. I and was laughing. La- so I was laughing 13, so hard course, because yeah. I remember when I was 13, I used to have to sit close to the television and and watch raw on a low volume because my parents' room is down the hall uh, and my mom would always want me to go to bed by 9:45 because I had school the next day uh, yeah. so I would watch raw I like was that. Just watching
2: it for the puppies <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean who wasn't All like right, come on like who really wasn't but like his like my favorite rock promo if I had to pick one was the one backstage when he's talking about all the people in the Hell in a Cell right. match. Like to me, that's my favorite rock promo because you can tell that it's all at the top of his head. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> when he did the Undertaker and he drew his eyes back Rest and he was like right.
1: <sighs> And like and like he tilts his head back and, and I just and I was did, knocking my headphones off. And, and he did uh, he Stone did, Cold.
2: He's like, you know, drink a couple steewers. <laughs> this is some backstreet
1: boys. <laughs> and like, he puts the camouflage <laughs> hat on. But hand, like
2: <laughs> <When he laughs> I, I, I really I'm I gonna drink milk it. and take
1: two Viagra <laughs> like turn
2: angle, angle. <laughs> and, uh, then, and, and then, then the, the last one is about Rikishi oh my god
1: the icing on the cake the chairing on top is
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the rock I did it but like <laughs> it's, dribble, is it's like, either
1: you can't see my eyes like I did it I did it for the rock
2: I did it for the
1: people <laughs> oh should I be long wearing fatty like Oh, to me they we were and like the best part of all the promos, like backstage, whether it was Lillian Michael Cole, Jonathan Coachman,
2: everybody wanted to fucking crack up, dude, yeah, everybody he was trying to break people, but while like putting getting his point across and being funny at the same time, but oh, like he God. he would be
1: like. He would talk about the promo, but then he would talk about the guy giving the or the woman, man or woman giving the promo. Yeah. So, like, it'd be a joke on them. There's a joke, you know. Lillian oh, he, laughed he, all the time. Oh,
2: yeah. He killed Michael Cole. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. He doesn't, but yeah.
1: And, uh, uh, Kevin, who's the other guy? Kevin, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, yeah. Yeah. He was just on. Yeah, he was just on, yeah. He he just it, on, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, that was so cool. Like, and The Rock, for as many. Now, th- this, this is a pretty good statement to say. The Rock, in my opinion, was one of the only guys that can do a backstage promo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of promos happened in the ring in front of the in front of the crowd because McMahon wanted to get that to get the face out. He wanted to get the words out in front of a crowd to see how they react. Right. The Rock is one of the only guys that I can remember who would do promos twice as better backstage than in the ring. Like, think about it. Before every big pay per view match he had, he always had. Now backstage with the
2: Rock, yeah. And like, like because it was the thing because he he had like he had it. You know, so they yeah. allowed him to do it the most.
1: And like the the beginning, the first five seconds the camera was just on his face and he's looking the opposite way and he's either sniffing the air or his eyebrows up. Right. And then it, and then Michael Cole will be like, I'm here with the rock
2: shut up, Cole and like it was just <laughs> like just, And then he would always end it. Yeah, the eyebrow.
1: He would turn his head twice, tuck, I, tuck I, the chin, pop the. Eye- he had his own fucking eyebrow. Well, I mean, he, I mean, that's stupid to say. Everybody has eyebrows, right? But he made he. If Jericho can get a list over, if Stone Cold can get beers over, The Rock got a fucking eyebrow over.
2: Yeah, like yeah. again. I can't tell you. There was how so f- long it took me to <laughs> so to learn how to do that? I can't do Just it. Just recently, like I in can't the last do it to this three day. years, like I, I kind of got it.
1: Like now. Like I always think about the, that was the
2: fucking coolest thing on the planet. I remember like being in school, and anybody can do the eyebrow. I was like, oh, damn, oh you're so cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: and like I always think of this. I always call it, in my opinion, like like the foam finger mentality. If you have a foam finger named after yourself, you're you're big. So think about it. Stone yeah, the, Cold had one. Paul ba- Undertaker had, had, had the urn. He had the Brahma Bull. I but, have
2: it. I think it. Oh man, I hope my own. So <laughs> I used to live with my uncle, and he lives in Woodbridge or Avenel and my room i think is still there with the fucking bunk bed nice and majority, if i dig through the dressers and the closet you got to bring it some here. of my stuff we got to hang there. some shit up gotta, on the wall yeah it's been a while i probably should go pay a visit to uncle butch and see what he's up to but uh i know he kept like all my shit
1: he had a foam finger of his head with his eyebrow up he that's when that. you made it
2: oh yeah he had that and then he also had the the Brahma bull logo oh that, yeah I, that's what i have yeah yeah. Now the
1: Brahma Bull logo Just took a mine On of itself Like
2: Because the Brahma Bull People
1: were getting it for fun Right My brother-in-law Has a Brahma Bull tattoo oh, shut up He does My oh, brother-in-law shit, Anthony dude, That's awesome Yeah he has on one oh, Yeah he, But it's kind of It's not like the real one But it's like I know, kind yeah. of a Like Kevin Owens has one
2: Yes he does So like <sighs> But the rock covered it up now yeah, Which but I wasn't a fan of. It
1: looks like a dinosaur face. Kinda. It does. It looks yeah, like a,
2: I wasn't. I, I wasn't a fan when he no. did it, but I guess now with all the other work he has, it kind of makes sense. But like, and it, it, it's an it. old. It was, was old too. Yeah. It was. Oh yeah, of course.
1: He got like ninety eight, ninety seven.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like that was it. Like yeah. that one little thing, that little logo. Yeah. Was like, everything. and his first one
1: was arm. Now was like gigantic. Oh, I know. That's right. So obviously he needed something to stretch the piece out a little bit. Yeah, of course. But. What's your favorite rock promo? Because I, I gave mine. Okay. See now, like as a guy who loves the rock like you do, again I love the rock too, but just for me that's my favorite promo. I don't.
2: So I don't know if it was a promo. Uh, it was a segment. This it, is your life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Now let's talk about that. Thirty-five minute segment. Yep. Twenty-five percent of your show. Yeah. You have. The Rock and Sock Connection, which we'll talk about, huge. is huge. That was huge. Huge. They capitalized on that. And oh, yeah. definitely ran with it. Oh, yeah. Because
2: like the- he, he Mick Foley made the Rock break a couple times Absolutely. in the ring. And he finally got him. Because I think it was like when he finally got him with the, it doesn't matter, or whatever. <laughs> and he the Rock was cracking up. Yeah. So that's when the Rock was, uh, you know, he was, he was faced and he was...
1: Like, top face.
2: Top face. A little bit out of his element right there. Cause, yeah. Because like, every, everything cars, that yeah.
1: he did would be like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, and in that second. You, you don't
1: say The Rock's catchphrase. Like, you don't. Know, yeah. Always calling himself in the third person, first of all. Yeah, it, was I, no. it was never I. You know, it was never I. It was never me. A- yeah. It was The Rock. Yeah. So, but The Rock and Sock Connection was probably, I mean, one of the most infamous faced tag teams of the attitude era absolutely absolutely like you have you know dudley boys edge and christian hardy boys rock and Sock connection and, they won the titles but you like know,
2: it worked yeah it worked
1: yeah so you were talking about the rockets i mean you were talking about the rock and Sock connection at the this is your life mm-hmm. right so like what yeah. do you think about like just you, like tell everybody why that's the best promo in your opinion
2: because it it was so like to me it was like random because it's like, I've never seen anything like that. If they had done something like that before, I I definitely hadn't seen it. So I I, I appreciated it, but it was just funny. Everything that they did was always funny because I think they were always trying to make each other laugh and have a good time and also work at the same time. And the best part is he was like, you know, The Rock's birthday's in May? Oh man. And then he had his, uh, what, first, third grade, one of his teachers come out and, or, you know, thought it was his teacher it wasn't obviously um but you know when you're young you think everything is true that you see and um you know that that segment alone for giving them so much time and they did catch some shit for it because they i don't even think they were supposed to go that long but um, no it wasn't yeah but it, it was the way it unfolded And in recent years, they tried to do that with like Bailey and and uh, Alexa Bliss. And that. Oh, my God. That was voted the worst segment of Raw
1: in the past 10 years.
2: Yeah. But, you know, so the Rock and Saw connection, they just caught lightning in a bottle like they always seemed to do back in the Attitude era. And they just kept catching it and catching it. And apparently it was all over the place. And these guys had it, you know, because the air was electrifying.
1: I don't think any two guys could have done that except them.
2: Absolutely. That's it. Like, like... It, it you know what, that, that segment seems like it could be written for DX. And But it wouldn't it, be as funny. Nope. Because everything would be so over the top. Oh, so over God. the top. They, they were, were
1: they were so over the top anyway.
2: Mick did his job mm-hmm. and The Rock definitely played into it. Yeah. Because of his mannerisms. He's looking at him, he's like, you know, degrading him like he always does and he did throughout that whole tag team. Until they finally really started to gel. Yeah. I mean, The Rock
1: thought of it as, like, a joke. Yes. And then yes. when they when they tasted the gold, he was like, okay. Oh, all, right. all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to hang out with Mankind now. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> exactly. And, like, the cool thing is, like, you saw sporadic moments when, when Mick Foley needed help against Evolution, he came back. Yep. When Mick Foley was getting bombarded, I think it was by La Resistance, The Rock came out, but, like, to a surprise pop. Yeah. So, like
2: when the, the rock came out to um to just do a segment on raw when they were in brooklyn against rusev yeah. and lana like he cut it he cut it on them while they were out there and then later on they did a couple segments in the back yeah yeah and those were just classic
1: there movies. were so many times when he came back and it was like he never left yeah now and and you can't only, say no you can't say that about you you can you can say that about taker stone cold and the rock Right,
2: I can't even say that about John Cena. No, it, it's just not the same. You know, what it's I mean?
1: not. See, when John Cena was well, wrestling, and it's also it was always a different fan promoted every time John yeah. Cena comes back. Oh yeah, The
2: Rock. You never know because he's so big. He's so Hollywood now. You have to get him when he's in the same city, and if he gives you time.
1: Absolutely. You know, like you're on The Rock's time. Right. Like, because he's the richest man in Hollywood. Right. So, like. You you brought up the Rock and Sock Connection, This Is Your Life, and that was such... That was just a different promo than anything else because yeah. they brought in different people to act like the rock new... <laughs> and, like, he would just play off on everybody. Yeah. Whether it was the girl or his football coach or his teacher, it was just... It was just funny. Yeah. Like, I can't describe it as anything else but funny. It was, it was monumental. It,
2: it really was magic. It was. You know? And
1: there was no commercial breaks. So USA Network's on for 35 minutes straight, and that's Damn. the thing. There was no... You can't, you can't cut a commercial into a promo like that. Absolutely oh, not.
2: You can't cut into a segment like that.
1: No, you really can't, because the people at USA know, wow, we got something good in our hands. And still to this day, like you talk about raw promos or raw moments... That's not wrestling. That's definitely one of the top ones. That yeah. Jericho, beer truck, milk truck, funny, all Attitude Era. Right. CM Punk's pipe bomb, but whatever.
2: Yeah. So and you know what? So you know whatever year that is that happens, and and for The Rock's career, it was very short. I mean, let's it think, was so ninety six. Let, let's think active, right? That's yeah. the best way to go. Ninety six to 02. so six years, because right around. The you know, he started to do movies, he he caught the bug.
1: He was on Star Trek. I remember he did a guest on a Star Trek episode, Mm -hmm. and then he was in The Scorpion King, correct? But like, this is later on, but that was a big movie.
2: Scorpion King, well, no, he was he He played the Scorpion King in in The the Mummy, Mummy. and then he got his own movie, yeah. And right around the time he got his own movie was uh, against Hogan, so it was at 17. 18 18 Yeah So icon versus icon And then that's when You know the Rock was kind of leaving That was like his last full time bit Mm -hmm. If you call it that And he came back as a
1: heel He's a Hollywood heel He's got the Samoan tattoo now
2: Right And this is when he was going against John Cena Now Right I don't think he wrestled Cena this is a little Who the Rock
1: Not back then
2: Oh, okay. No,
1: okay. he was going against, like, Brock Lesnar. Yes, yes. So um, he
2: he dropped the belt to Lesnar. SummerSlam. Yep.
1: But, like, the the, the matches that stick out in my mind with The Rock are the matches he's had with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because...
2: Back-to-back years? Oh. Where it seemed like it. I mean, yeah. there was so much going on at that time, man. All the matches run together on me.
1: Well, I feel like Stone Cold took the belt off him at SummerSlam when he was a heel. Mm -hmm. And then Austin turns on the Austin turn. I think
2: they wrestled three times. Yeah.
1: The WrestleMania 17 match when Austin turns kind of joins voices, forces with McMahon. But like, see, that was different because if you really saw the writing on the wall, even though Austin hated McMahon, I think he just aligned with him just to get the belt because I feel like the next week he stunned him or something like that.
2: Well, yeah, that seems like the Austin thing to do. Yeah. So, like, he hit him with a chair. He shook his
1: hand after and all that stuff. But, like, that was a great match. But the match that sticks out is WrestleMania 18. If we're talking about Icon versus Icon. You on one side of the ring, you got The Rock. Oh, by the way, another promo that is hilarious, backstage promo, is when with the NWO. Oh, when he, dude. When, <laughs> I, oh, All right, man, Let's talk about I, this. I, I, I feel like let's, a bad
2: fan for fucking forgetting let's, that shit. Let's, let's,
1: let's talk about this because it's a great segue into what we're talking about next, which is the Icon-Icon match at WrestleMania 18 between The Rock and Hogan. NWO debuted February at No Way Out. I remember. Mm. And The Rock, I think, is done with his match or is he getting warmed up and all three of them walk into The Rock's dressing room. Mm-hmm. And Hogan's like, look, guys, it's my favorite son. My favorite son's favorite wrestler, The Rock. Can I get a picture? And he's like, uh, a picture with The Rock for your son. Of course. And, like, he gives... <laughs> he, he Referring to himself in third again, person. Third person. So, like, Hogan says something under his breath. Like, oh, great one, huh? And he's like, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a picture with The Rock. No problem. Yeah. No problem. And he goes, hey, Chico.
0: <laughs> he shakes
1: it. You can't see it but like He he does the Razor Ramon Hey Razor Chico And Big Daddy Diesel hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and Then take the camera And turn it to Hogan <laughs> Give it to Hogan Turn that son sideways And say straight up Oh you candy asses Get out of my dress <laughs> But like the face that he made When he goes
2: hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. How did he keep straight faces oh my for God. all the shit that he it did? Was too, oh it was live too,
1: because it was live during the pay per view. That was great. And then another one which is sticks out of my mind is when it's Kane, uh, the Rock, and Hogan in the and and when the Kane when Kane imitates the Rock and. Uh,
2: this is Kane without the. With this is with Kane the with the mask
1: because the six man tag against the NWO, and Kane's like. Hey, they're talking, and then the Kane's like, "It doesn't matter." And like the Rock's face is hilarious, and like. It. So many moments, and like the way the the way it just the Rock makes you smile. it just don't makes don't you think, smile. Yeah. But like, go leading into the the match with Hogan. This was different in so many levels because this is the first time that this match you had an icon and icon like that.
2: Who would have ever thought that those errors would would, would go together. Would go together or and, meet up at it. Yeah,
1: and like still Hogan has some left in the tank in my opinion. He looks good. He he's 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 all tanned up. He got the beard ready to go. He's got the belt ready and he's one on one with the great one. And the first, and
2: they, and they practiced that, yeah. You know, that was drawn out, that everything about that was rehearsed. Now, the
1: crowd is so hot right here, right? This is in uh,
2: well, think the Toronto,
1: huge Toronto, yes, yeah. Canada. Now, 12 years before, you had Hogan Warrior, same at Skydome. Wow, so this is 12 years later. All those kids that were 12 years younger. They're now 12 Hogan years older. Right. So, like, in the first couple spots where Hogan knocks him over and he flexes like old school Hogan, the crowd's going nuts. Yeah. Right? And, like, this is kind of cool. The, the
2: Rock got. Like, he got heat. It. He he got heat. <clears throat> he got heat in that match. He he didn't get, like, offense in for a good seven, eight, eight minutes. Yeah.
1: Like, he got, like when he. When and he there was, was a big stare down, too. Let's not oh, forget about that, God, too. Let's yeah. talk about the entrance. This is when so cameras were huge. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's all you've seen was just, like, white light. So entrance. Rockets his entrance. I th- I think Rock entered first and then here came Hogan cause the screen cut to black and white. Brown bound Brown bound NWO music starts playing. They get in the ring, right? And it's a fucking stare down. And this place talk about goosebumps, I would give my nuts to be there. It's
1: so hard to follow that as a main event.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, and
1: I felt bad for Jericho and Triple H.
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> right, and I How think they felt that up? same
2: way too. Yeah. Every, was... it, so we we bring up this topic all the time. We talk about WrestleManias and stuff. Yeah. Every WrestleMania has a moment. Yeah, it's that's very rare that they have moments. Yeah. If you think, all right, I'm gonna watch WrestleMania, whatever for this match. Yeah. Well, you're watching it for that match. Absolutely. It's like one thing that you go to watch that for. Nobody. Uh, we watch it from front to back sometimes because WrestleMania is about to come on. Yeah, you know, so we're just kind of watching. I it. watch you know, you it. You know I watch. Do that, yeah,
1: right? and like I don't watch WrestleMania 18 to see Stone Cold face Scott Hall. No, no. I watch WrestleMania to see The Rock against Hogan. Right. I'll fast forward through every fucking match right. on the and network. Yeah, you can. Right. No, you can with the network. Another the network plug. But like that match was so cool because you saw The Rock get a little heat. where He takes Hogan's belt off. He's whipping him with the belt. Yep. And.
2: It it started when, slow. When yeah, when but it, it was very contrived. Like it you know, it was it was like uh it, it was it was like when he, dancing in the ring. When he right? hulked
1: up, that was huge.
2: And remember they bo- you know, after the match huge and everything, because here came to MWO. He basically NWO turns on Hogan. Yeah. So it was Hogan all...
1: becoming a face. Right. But guess what? He was always a face
2: yeah right
1: Hogan as a heel and the WWF would never work yeah. even though he tried and then guess what two weeks or a month later he's wearing the other one red yep goes back so... to the
2: mustard and ketchup
1: <laughs> yeah but he's wearing the long pants because I don't want to see him in the Speedo anymore yeah that'd be weird when he went to the long pants that was a good look that was a good look but like that match on so many levels that match made Wrestlemania right because he would wear thongs <clears throat> now in my opinion I think that's Hogan's best match at Wrestlemania Seriously. Like, yeah. if you look at Hogan's WrestleMania matches... They're garbage. They are garbage. I mean, granted, the one against Andre is his most popular.
2: That, but that's popular. You know, it's...
1: His first match was a tag team. His second match was a steel cage against Bundy. WrestleMania 4, Macho Man had the spotlight. He he lost in a disqual- double disqualification against Andre. 5, he beat Macho. And then 6, he lost to Warrior. I mean, the ones that stick out on paper are the most... Of the, or the loss to Warrior... Andre and the rock mm-hmm. and the fact that he can do that 18 years into WrestleMania really means a lot. But at the same time, that really means how well the rock can carry was that that match.
2: 18 years. He was in rest, uh, at that point. It's a yeah. rock 18 years of WrestleMania. And he was in what? 10 of them.
1: Yeah. Give or take. Yep. Cause he wrestled at WrestleMania nine. He was in 10 WrestleManias, one through nine and then 10 and then 18. And oh no, he had another match at nineteen where he wrestled uh Mr wrestled Vince McMahon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like that one doesn't get half as much of the talk as the, the Rock because of how big of a person the Rock was and how much he had behind him at the time. Yeah. Like remember, The Rock is the top face in the company. Yeah. You're facing the top face in the company against the top face from from the eighteen years ago. Yeah. So and like to consider Rock an icon in that era is definitely true. You have the rise of Triple H as a champion. You have the rise of Chris Jericho as a champion. Stone Cold's kind of taking the back seat. Undertaker kind of taking the back seat a little yeah, bit. Well, right? Stone
2: Cold's on his way out. Remember that. Yeah,
1: and like Undertaker's there, right? But like they're
2: like this that is that wasn't his last match though. Who? Was it? Uh, Stone Cold. No, nineteen was guess The Rock. All right. See? So right.
1: So a year later now, right? It's Hogan and The Rock at WrestleMania nineteen, right? Austin goes out on his back, and The Rock. I remember when the match ended. The Rock was like whispering something in his ear. Think about it. Now think about we. Those
2: we, two grew up together. They made money together. Yeah, they built an error together like
1: we said stories like remember how we talked about in the Undertaker episode of four year program this is a little bit different because there was the years in between that they didn't wrestle right. but if you think about it they wrestled three times at Wrestlemania but not just that they had so many other matches together they had so many grudges together they had so many just moments together they are the like the attitude era
2: they are they are entwined together you Hands can't down, not separate the attitude them era. because they are the backbone absolutely it's, they're the DNA of, the, of that era
1: yeah simple as that yep like, and 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 that moment was perfect for Austin to go out against The Rock. Yeah. Again, no one else could have done that. Mm-hmm. Just like how Shawn Michaels couldn't go out against anyone except Taker, Austin had to go out against The Rock. There was yeah. nobody else that could have done it. And then The Rock makes an appearance at WrestleMania 20. The Rock and Sock Connection are back. Right. To save Mick Foley from Evolution, I remember that was a huge pop on Raw when he came back, and he's doing like. He slides into the ring.
2: Is this when he had those shoes on? No. No, no. When he had those shoes... And when he like slid slipped. into the people's elbow? Right, but he, it, it worked. It did. Yeah.
1: He did that on purpose.
2: I thought it was an accident.
1: No, he slid like that on purpose. Oh, he knew it was going to slide. Okay. Um, but I remember he slid into the ring, and the Rock and Sock Connection went back. Like, can we just talk about the people's elbow? First of all, you know where it came from? Right, it was a rib. It was really? a rib. He wanted to make the Undertaker laugh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... You know that he used to sign the elbow pad and throw it in the crowd.
2: So he signed it before he put it on. Yeah,
1: and he threw it out.
2: Oh shit! No, um, I, don't know. I never caught one. So. Oh god!
1: <laughs> it always had like a like a hook, and a golf ball goes left, and it hooks right. Yeah, <laughs> like it was always so. Like if you threw hard to the left, if you're all the way on the right near like the like near like the uh, uh, announce table, it would would just out. yeah. yeah. Um, like the people's elbow, right? Now, we always talk about finisher moves, the Rock, I mean Undertaker had four. He beat some people with the people's elbow, but he also had the Rock Bottom. The Rock mm-hmm. Bottom is a phenomenal move. Yeah. Again, great name.
2: And nobody does it. No.
1: Uh Booker T had the Bookend.
2: <laughs> the Bookend, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um but the people's elbow was just what the best is when he would spring up from like you thought he was down, he would kip up, kip up and then just yep. Look, kick the kick the arm in and look. So,
2: yeah, so fuck. There, there's a match, right? And I think it was oh, it was against Cena. That's what it was, because uh, I think he beat Cena with his own move. But he did exactly what you said, because Cena thought he had him. He hit him with the five knuckle shuffle. He kicked up, and this is when Cena's running to the other rope. And when he comes back, he comes back, and I think he eats a rock bottom. And then he hits him with uh, people's elbow, and then I think he wins the championship off of Cena. I do remember. Yeah, that. The WrestleMania
1: yeah. uh, twenty
2: eight. No, he 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 what won the that? title
1: off CM Punk at at uh, Royal Rumble. Mm, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 He yeah.
1: beat Cena at um at twenty eight. Twenty eight. So that was against Punk. But um, he did Because that
2: would be in, 28 was in Miami Yeah That's then, why that was huge Oh yeah And then he lost it back to him The next year in And Jersey. in Jersey You know my buddy Tom Oh well, you're on my buddy Tom I have another buddy Tom I you. am your buddy Thank right. you Right I'm the <laughs> only buddy You fuck He was in the promos For um, Wrestlemania In New York New Jersey Oh really He was holding up That was the only one Where they used people And they were holding like signs Signs like, yeah Green screen signs Yeah My buddy Tom's in the first Maybe 40 minutes Oh, really? And I remember because we were working together at my dad's restaurant, the Draft House in Long Branch. And we called him One Ball Tom because he only had one testy. He had cancer or whatever. Okay. So we would always make fun of him. Yeah. But he was kind of like an actor and, and would do stuff. But he, he was like our food runner in, like, um, Expo. And he was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing, whatever. He's like, yeah, I think it's for, uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know if he knew what it was for until afterward. That's great. Afterward. That's cool though. And then we watched it. That was like before WrestleMania thirty. That was the last WrestleMania I had watched because it was slow. It was a Sunday at the draft house. Nothing was going on. There was no football, no nothing. Yeah. And everybody evil. was sitting around the um, bar. And I got off, and I just watched it. I had some of my friends New York at the time. Yeah. And we, wa- we, what sat at the bar and we watched. What a shitty WrestleMania that it. was. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's, and we we're it's, like, oh shit, there's Tom, he's on. <laughs> like
1: now the Rock um this is a time where he is leaving. Yeah. His last uh, match at WrestleMania again. Again. <laughs> but his last match um at WrestleMania was 20 and then he comes back as the host of WrestleMania mm-hmm. at 27. I knew it was The Rock. It was, uh, Did did you... Well, You did you watch it then? mm See, I watched it. And, like, the writing... Like, when he came out, you literally saw the goosebumps. And he was wearing a shirt that said, I bring
2: it on it. I remember. And... Right, because then after, when he came back again, he had boots to asses. Yeah. Um, boots to asses. And it was, like, 365, seven, yeah. 24-7, whatever. Um, You know, then he had new merch and shit. Um... Yeah, just one bring. of my favorite shirts just that he had. Just bring it, of course. <laughs> so we we forgot about just bring it, where he would be in the ring, and then he would just do the just the, bring it. Yeah, the come, again, come hither. Again, that's thing.
1: that's all the top of the head. God, no one mean, does Lamar, that, man. My favorite shirt. <clears throat> it's the front said "How's your lips?" on it, and the back it said like something like. Um, because my hand smacked across your face or something like that. Just something stupid. <laughs> it so but it was crazy. that one. I remember the one that said layeth the smacketh down. I had on that the shirt. back. It I said on it. your candy ass. I had that shirt. Right? It was that,
2: uh, black. With, well, they were all fucking black shirts. Like uh, huge red, red writing. Yeah. Yep. Like with like a weird script.
1: Like this is a time when the WWE was making so much money with merch Oof. and T-shirts. that it was just like, I can put fucking anything on this T-shirt. It's going to sell. And The Rock had so many of them. Literally had so many of them. But like when The Rock came back at 27... This was him. Like when well, we're gonna talk about his movies after. Like this is the wrestling part, and then we're gonna talk about the humanitarian after. But like when he came back in twenty seven, it was the way that they twisted it up to be so unexpected of him because he did have. A little thing with Cena before WrestleMania,
2: right? And because the whole lead up to that was about The Rock becoming Hollywood, yeah, whatever. And go You're figure, too Hollywood for us now, right? Go figure, John Cena would go and do the same thing, absolutely, Legi- like the exact same thing. But he doesn't even come close to the great one, absolutely not, no. absolutely. And no.
1: um, again, I still feel bad for the Miz, but and then like the next night on Raw, they legitimately made the match for next WrestleMania because mm-hmm. that's when they announced it was in Miami they announced it the week before 27 so we're going into WrestleMania 28 the rock is in Miami against cena like that's a whole year they whole don't do year. that shit anymore like you don't book a WrestleMania match a year in advance uh, no it, it's suicide no, it is i mean he he did he did get hurt
2: he did get well, hurt well
1: he did have a match at survivor series it was cena and the rock against r truth and the miz at madison square garden That was a tag match Like The Rock got the typical You still got it chance And all that stuff And he did look good in the match But that match against Cena That was probably Huge pop Huge pop He's in his hometown Mm -hmm. Right He's facing the face of the company Again You can say it's another icon An icon Because again At that time Cena's, Cena's, Cena's the icon Yeah He's on top of the world And it's funny Because he's not a champion Cena yeah. yeah, he wasn't champion. Who was the champion? It was Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan, but who was the other champion? The Miz? No. Who was the champion? No. It wasn't Miz Taker. It wasn't Triple well. H. Fuck. Is Wharton? Edge? Edge. Maybe Edge. Mm. Maybe Edge or Wharton. But, um. like, that match with Cena, like, the writing was not the wall that The Rock was going to win. There was no way, because they're building this two-year program now. yeah. So, the are building this two-year program, and The Rock goes over on Cena. The infamous photo of Cena sitting on the ramp, looking at The Rock, shaking his head. Yes. Cena wins the Royal Rumble. The Rock beats CM Punk to win the championship belt. Now, okay, here we go again. But what what was so different with that, I thought, th- this is when wrestling kind of got predictable, in my opinion. Mm. Remember yeah. what you said last week? You said the reality era started after the 29. Yeah. This is the lead-up going into it. Yeah. Everyone knew The Rock was going to lose, right? So, like, how did you – and you – did you watch You watched 29, right? Live? No.
2: Did I recently watch it? Yeah, a month ago, but yeah. Oh, 29. New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, sorry. Like, when you watched it, like, in your opinion, like, did
1: you think the whole time he was going to lose?
2: No, because I had no um... – I, I w- I, it was Wrestlemania I just watched it you know I was like a, a they call it a lapsed fan I, I just got off fucking work like this is my first time I had watched wrestling in years but I fucking knew The Rock was wrestling and I knew who John Cena was Um, so I just watched it to watch it so predictability no because I didn't know the context and everything leading up to that to answer the okay. question,
1: oh yeah, yeah, I mean, but if I did, oh yeah, yes, with not like with what you know now about wrestling and what what well, what we know together as a I guess tag team, which oh we'll yeah, play, <laughs> what we know together is like that was kind of a one off for The Rock, yeah, like yeah, and he did have another match, I guess you can say a thirty two against Eric Rowan, which was eight seconds, uh, yeah, no. and like he made the appearances and stuff, but like
2: yeah, he had the fire gun, uh, yeah, in Dallas. Was that in Dallas? Yeah,
1: it was in Dallas, but like like you said before about like the era or the heyday of his era, he really didn't have that
2: much time. No, it was six to seven and a half. If you if you can give him eight years, it was yeah, that. it was that. So like it was very short, but he did so much in that t-
1: fucking time. But he was so smart because he knew you
2: only got so many bumps. Wrestlers, always he say knew that. yeah,
1: and like you compare him because he the,
2: started tearing pecs and yeah. he tore his try. He he got hurt against. He got you know, hurt. I do yeah. remember that.
1: Like compare him to the Undertaker, right? It's comparing oh oil and water. Yeah, Rock eight years. He leaves to do other stuff, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but he knew when it was his time to leave. Mark Halloway didn't know. Now look at Mark Halloway. Well, the
2: Rock also had other avenues. He did. You know what I mean? So Undertaker, you know, because of his persona, and he said that in the documentary, was very kept to himself. Oh yeah, dark, live the gimmick. He looked the gimmick. The gimmick. The Rock, on the other hand, was larger than life he because was. that was the gimmick. Mm-hmm. He was on SNL. He's starting to get that acting bug. Yep. And then he started doing movies.
1: Good leading because now we're at a time where The Rock is this movie star. Yeah. Like, he started off with The Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. He did some Disney movies. He did The Game Plan. He did The Tooth Fairy. Yep. Like, he did family movies. He did action movies. Like,
2: he did... Uh, race to which mountain or something yeah, or like
1: and then he hits this like plateau of action movies yeah rampage skyscraper
2: well that no hold on fast <clears> if we're th- gonna if we're gonna talk about the rock and his movies so we talked about the disney and that's his first mm-hmm. couple you know ends with movies i got a feeling
1: i know you're gonna say
2: walking tall yes which is on every Fucking week it was on, on like, the AMC, other day. yes. It yeah. was on the other that's day. A good Ant- movie. TNT.
1: That's an original, that's a remake of a movie,
2: correct? Walking Tall, which every time those are so. It, I have like a list of movies that no matter what point it's on, I'm gonna fucking watch it.
1: Yeah, mine's like Goodfellas, that's the Goonies. It. That's
2: the movie, Walking Tall. I'll yeah. fucking watch that start to finish. Walking Tall and the Rundown, which. Yeah came out like a year or two apart and with sean william was this, scott right
1: when he did the rock bottom in the movie <laughs> yes
2: and he took out the post with a, a flying elbow yeah uh not um, a clothesline and uh that w- some people consider it the same fucking movie really because yeah. was like concepts are kind of the same and like he he but had, those yeah. movies were boss i remember watching the rundown at the rundown yes I was sitting at this place called Palo's in South Plainfield, this fucking awesome Portuguese spot, sitting with my father. My father, um, I used to go to his house every other weekend. So he would pick me up on Friday after school. Because he lived in Somerset in Franklin Township, he wouldn't come pick me up until after 6 o'clock because 287 and Parkway traffic going south was a mess. That was ridiculous. So we w- he would wait to come pick me up, and then we went to grab something to eat, and we went to Palo's. Got this awesome roasted chicken with french fries and rice and Portuguese rice, and oh man i I'll never forget it, but that movie was on, and that was the first time I seen it, and I was hooked,
1: oh yeah, it's and, a great movie, yeah, like he like he hit that part where he did a lot of skyscraper rampage, like I mentioned, but then he comes into the fast and furious also, and like that yeah I, he, I he think' comes that... in
2: around like six like I gotta when be honest, he... I haven't watched anything past two uh, me too,
1: <laughs> I haven't watched, but like. I think that's,
2: and then he had a spin off like Shaw and Hobbs, Hobbs or something like that. Shaw. Hobbs and yeah, Shaw. Correct. But like, and like, then he's going to be in the next one and fucking John Cena's in it. So yes the bad guy. figure John it. Cena is it's the bad guy.
1: Vin Diesel's brother in the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like, a movie that's underrated, in my opinion, was Gridiron Gang. Yeah, dude. With Exhibit? Yeah. That like, was that was movie. a very good so he, movie.
2: Yeah, so he was doing, like, inspirational movies. Yeah. He's done, like, a little bit of everything. He's, he's that not, is a great he movie. He hasn't yes. done, like,
1: the real serious drama yet. Like, oh,
2: he was... Oh, dude, he, he was in uh, Get Shorty. Yeah. With Danny DeVito. Yeah, I yeah. remember, because he played, like, some gay guy. Yes, the he, bodyguard. The bodyguard, yep. Yeah, so, like, he was in oh, that. Oh, and then fucking uh, Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. Dude, now, that guy was ripped.
1: Now, Pain and Gain... Was he when did. like he something he did. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying he yeah. took something, but he was ripped. Jacked. I'm talking like ripped. if I seen that
2: guy walking down like, towards me, I'm fucking booking. Like the, other the way. Rock
1: was always in good shape. Like he had like a little fat on him, but like if you look at the Rock's, this la- is when like, his if body you look, like morphed. If you yeah. look at the Rock's match with Hogan at WrestleMania, not just to the movie Rock, but like when he wrestled Cena. He got really big, and then when it was in pain and gain, he was fucking huge.
2: He had like zero percent body fat, like veins And I mean, everywhere. The
1: plot of the movie is he he works I mean, in a gym. It's fitting because so, yeah,
2: because it's a um, it's like based off of a true story. Yeah, but like he was did he shoot his toe off or something?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but he was like a crybaby in the movie, which is hilarious. Yes, yep. Um, that was a phenomenal movie. Um, so like he's doing all this stuff now and. It's just crazy how his character and his personality and his demeanor never really changed when he became The Rock till now. Mm-mm. He's the same exact person.
2: I got to think that his personality of The Rock and being so, you know, the character is a little self-centered. Yeah. Know, first himself in the third person actually helped him and it benefited him for things later in life.
1: Absolutely. It did. And
2: as opposed to developing that like ego. Yeah. after doing movies. So if like he did movies first and then came into I I think it would alter things. So the way he did it actually helped um, you know, for his career. Yeah. So
1: what's next for him? There's talks of him wrestling Roman Reigns.
2: Just give it to me already. I I need like, I need that in my Fantasy in Booking my 101.
1: Mind. We always talk about it.
2: Oh, because the last, you know, one of the last, you know, we've seen The Rock. When he helped him at the Royal Rumble. In 15. In at, like, there's
1: been years 15. on paper that they want to put The Rock and Roman together in a match.
2: Yeah. Because I thought he could have turned on him that night. Yeah. And I, I think he's still th- got a couple left in him. I, th- I got, st- I still got there's more left in him.
1: If Undertaker can wrestle at 57, I think The Rock still has it, but. I think to get well, see, the I see, think see, to the get Rock, the Rock in, it it's gonna a lot take a of money
2: lot and a lot of uh, insurance and there's a lot of people in his pockets and a lot of people who are like, yeah, I don't know, man.
1: First of all, there's no way he's coming out in this era. There's no way that the Rock is gonna come out with no fans. In the oh Rock no no, no no! Oh God no! Hell no! Please, they're don't gonna give me that. No, no, they're gonna save away. this.
2: I would do. I told you. I, I if know they come if I out said with this a bang. If uh, if I didn't say this on air a couple of weeks ago or two, you I think you did, yeah. If those first Smackdowns and first Raw back, I gotta say the the first two after we're able to be in front of crowds again, you gotta bring the motherfucking heat. You gotta drop all the money that you've been saving because they're still making money, even though they got rid of people. They're still profiting money. That's a whole nother topic for another day. You gotta just lay it out Lay the cards out man Like you miss this shit You gotta give the people what The fans who stood by you through all this And whatever um, You gotta give them something And you gotta go hard
1: When Smackdown debuted on Fox They haven't had a a, a segment higher rated Or more pop from a crowd when The Rock came out With first, Becky Lynch, with Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin. There hasn't been anything else that's come close to That me. was the first night That was the first night, first night And it now, with
2: uh, the Brock winning be oh, Kofi. It's
1: horrible. Yeah, I know. If he can do that for twelve minutes, imagine what you can get out of him with a three month build up against against Roman Reigns. Like, I, I don't you, you know how I feel about Roman Reigns. I know. He's not on the wall yet, but, like, his picture's in the room somewhere. Like, it's coming.
2: <laughs> you have a Bray Wyatt uh, wall going on right now. With the I Roman. do. And it's not with Roman. With, uh, with Roman but and New Day and all those guys. And it, it's like... He's like, my
1: warrior. They shouldn't build it up to be a tag match. They should build it up to be a one-on-one match. Yeah, absolutely.
2: absolutely. If you do the tag match, you do it. You did it a disservice. No, yeah. no, no I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate that. No, no, no. no that, if... That, if no. If you can get don't Roman. give it to me. I don't yeah. want it. If now again, this is
1: a time when Roman has to come back with everything Person, his personal life I know he had two well, yeah. kids and all stuff, COVID whatever. But like when they're back to normal and I hope there was a normal soon, like to to lure the rock in with Roman, it's his cousin. You know? Well,
2: I think f- I I think with everything going on, I think now is a better time. Like I I think I feel like they've been like you know, hesitant to pull the trigger. Obviously, it's scheduling. Cause the rock yeah. is doing whatever. Listen, he ain't making. What's he movie. doing though? He uh, just, I don't know. Like other a... other than like Zoom calls and shit. I mean, listen, I don't know. This I don't guy's know. got private planes. He could do whatever yeah. he wants. A, but yeah. he's just um, drinking Tarama. He's not making right. He's making uh, Terra terror Moneritus. Yeah. Um, he's not making movies right now, so nope. he's got no commitments. So if you got to do anything, uh, you got to do it now.
1: So the way that I would fantasy book this would be. Like, Roman's getting beat up. Here come the Usos. Usos get beat up. So,
2: the Ro- are you going Rock's going to be the heel in this one? I'm
1: going with the Rock's the fucking fire face right now. Because, say if, like, something happens. The Ro- I
2: don't think the Rock could ever be heel.
1: No. He can't. He was a heel when he had it in the Attitude Era. So- then, hit the heel that he had, when, like, at the end of the career, like, against gold like his last match technically was against goldberg mm. and then he left but like
2: so it so just doesn't work i'm going to pick up what you're putting down here he's got to be face he is and this would be the ultimate time to bring and pull the trigger on roman being heel because that this works. is the only way that you can roll into this and it works
1: and what's the backstory Oh, dude, there's why, so much shit. Why, why are you the face of the family? Yeah, Usos come in. They try to interject. Roman takes out the Usos. Mm. Roman's the heel of the whole family, mm-hmm. tearing the family apart. Right. WrestleMania, you put the mom in the front row. You put the Usos in the front row. You put Nia Jax, everybody. Tamina, right? everybody. That is a perfect— Very, so
2: f- very rem- reminiscent of uh, Owen and Bret.
1: Yes, yes. So fantasy booking 101, what do you do with The Rock? You have them come out in front of a huge fucking crowd in a big popular city when your first show's back, when the family's getting beaten down. If you smell if when that hits. Oh,
2: dude. That I will probably I'm gonna run. I'm going to run. I'll run to your three house. Three miles. Yeah. <laughs> to, you, will, to your house. I
1: will dropkick somebody. Hopefully not Vito, my dog. But like. No, you're going to hurt yourself. That, that is just. Like, I don't. Like, it writes itself. Like, here's the thing. But like, it's like, too here's easy. The
2: it's too easy for us to figure exactly. it out that they won't do it.
1: Like here's the thing with, with 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 predictability, right? Right. This is so far from predictability that this is like this is a zero point two percent chance. You know of it failing. You know. You know, who, you know and how and Jim Carrey point. says in Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling Tell me, me there's, there's the a chance, chance. <laughs> right? So uh, is there a Mary chance? Yeah. yeah. Is there a chance? <laughs> My hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> um. If there's, if there's a percentage, like, we're on the same page with this. Oh, yeah. If the family's getting beat down, here comes The Rock. If it's against Corbin, I don't give a fuck who it's against. It can be against anybody that's going against right. Roman Reigns. But when the family gets involved, and then you hit the music, and The Rock comes sprinting down with some new twenty nine dollars WWE shirt that gets dropped the second the music hits, I'm in.
2: Well, I'm going to buy it first. I,
1: I'm right. in, and then I'm in for Roman to come with a chair, knock the whole family out. He would get so much heat, yeah, and it would be the best time for wrestling fans who are kind of revolved in this heel face one on one battle to get that, to get under Roman Reigns, right. And
2: also, uh, no better time to bring them back because I, I yes. guarantee you, uh, something like that people have been waiting for, and you can bring fans back in with. That. Like
1: I don't want to see The Rock come out and and Rock Bottom Baron Corbin. I don't want to see Stone Cold come in and stun Vince McMahon on the first Raw back because that's old shit. You gotta yeah, yeah. bring something with fire and with intensity. You gotta bring you gotta bring new heat. You you gotta you gotta just bring it. Yeah, just bring it. Just bring it. Yeah, like right. and if they can do that. You're getting excited for the, over there. For the millions and millions of fans that listen to this podcast, if if someone knows anybody in WWE Creative, and if you can figure this shit out, just listen to us two schmucks and you'll
2: see that. Joey Bagadona and you, what was you, you Joey the Joey Schmootz and, oh, and, and and Nick Papa Giorgio over uh, here. Put um, a dollar win a car. You yeah. put a dollar, win a car.
1: If if it's so easy for us to think of the million dollar question, is why can't WWE think that?
2: Uh, I mean, we're not the only ones here in this boat, you know. Exactly. Just we're, grab an oar. Yeah, you know? just grab an like, oar.
1: You know what I mean? That's how you bring the guy back.
2: Yeah. That's, that's how, how you bring That's him back. how you 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 fucking shake the trees yeah like that, and then sure. you set
1: up him think about it. if you do that in Tampa right in Built, the rocks I mean, in the rocks home state who
2: knows when this is oh yeah see yeah well so that's well yeah because technically, technically
1: next year is in Los Angeles correct yeah well, listen I mean LA you never know
2: LA the rocks in LA yeah I he's mean out there. it is you, and you unfortunately in Tampa yeah and you know because he's closed and then you got him in la so and
1: unfortunately to be the debbie downer like la has a really high amount of covid cases like the highest in the fucking country oh in la county like whatever it is but i mean this too shall pass by april yeah but like yeah i never thought about it you're right if if they can get this going Hollywood baby if they can get this going by by royal rumble or the Raw?
2: No, give, set it up for... Um, so Roman, in order to tell the story the way it needs to be told, it's got to be told from Survivor Series on because you need to build Roman. You need to build that heat that he just...
1: Do you think the world. Raw after the Royal Rumble would be too late? Now think about The Rock. Personally... You, you can't pers- invest him in a six-month program. I know. Maybe three or four months. Yeah. I know. Now to think, with Cena, to think yeah. with Cena, it was a year. To think with Cena, it was a year. Yeah, but like this, but the but
2: the movies weren't coming fast and, no. and furious, no. And no pun intended. <laughs> like uh, they are now. All the hard. puns
1: in this episode, I know. But like, it can happen. Yeah. It should happen. Will it happen? Fate will decide that. But... Yeah,
2: yeah, but I mean that that is a good point. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do it quick. I mean, and, and if that's the case, you gotta get him invested. You gotta get him in a couple times. Roman can't keep cutting promos because The Rock can't be there because then it yeah. won't work. Because mm-hmm. they've tried that before mm-hmm. with other people. Now, don't it get just me. R- doesn't work that. Now, way. Don't
1: get me wrong. If Roman does turn and the rock's not there every time, that's fine. But have Roman appear like every other week, maybe. Yeah. Like you know, you, remember, you know, it was. It's like Randy Orton with Edge. Randy Orton wasn't on Raw every week with Edge. No. And vice versa. Right. So to build that. Oh God, that'd be so good to build them as a heel. And and to think about it, the missed oppor- the missed opportunity that you could have put on Cena, even though it was kind of imaginary, him as a heel, and you look at Roman, who's who's going to replace Cena in some people's opinions, and you turn him heel, that would be just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see what happens.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, that's fantasy booking. That's fantasy at, at its finest, right there, man. Yeah.
1: Well, that that is a fantasy, right? And hopefully, we we'll see what happens, but time will tell. Right, right, and. You know, this time—the time that we had in this podcast—was electrifying, right? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Uh, we talked about one of the greatest icons in wrestling history, Alex's personal favorite. Oh yeah, right. So, um, as always, thank you for listening to Sunset Flip Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Check us out on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. And don't this...
2: forget to five star. Give us a five oh, star yeah. rating. Let us five, know five, how five, we're five, doing. Five, man. It's all about the five. <laughs>
1: And uh, check us out uh, next week. We'll be releasing the episode uh, within the coming week. And we appreciate you guys listening. And we're out. Take care.